All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. Good people of the internet, it's time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are going to jump right back in and, uh, into uh, our, our uh, topic that we have going on, which is DC animated TV shows. We started part one. Make sure you check out that first and then come out and listen to this uh, second part right now. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can follow the website on Comics Ground on Instagram and Twitter at on Comics Ground. You can uh, check out our uh, website every weekday for new previews, reviews, uh, solicitations, all that good stuff at oncomicsground.com. Put some hyphens between those words. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, all that good stuff. We're going to jump right back into it. So, Travis, Mary, how you doing? This evening, I'm fine. Pretty I mean, good. it's kind of a do nothing day for me. So, <laughs> Travis, how are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna send you guys pictures of this model because it's coming out nice. Nice. All Yay. right. So we are going to jump into what is known by many as the modern era of DC animated properties, which is, and I, 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 I skipped over one, but intentionally because we're going to do two Batman things back to back. So the first one was kids WB trying to have their version of the Batman animated series, which was the Batman. Like, that mm, this show 2003 was a great time to be a batman fan yo like facts like you 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 had not only a black man voicing the joker but you had a black a black man voicing a joker with dreadlocks that's how tight this show <laughs> like like and, th- and this show i will i will stand by the fact has some of the best animation and takes some daring risk with the batman property um like it, it does the Justice League pretty damn good right on the heels of Justice League Unlimited. Like it does a lot in a, in only what four seasons, five seasons, something like something that. Something like that. Like it it, it kind of takes a daring turn and goes back to the original origin of Mister Freeze, where he's just a petty criminal who gets ice powers. Like Joker's insane, but like still insane. But like he can jump around now and be more daring because he like he has dreadlocks and no boots. Like um, <laughs> yeah. what else is there? The, the penguins voiced by SpongeBob, like the whole game's changed. Oh, I totally forgot about him voicing the penguin. Po- Poison Ivy's an eco terrorist and was originally best friends with that girl before she got her powers. <laughs> like the, 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 the show goes insane from like like really quickly, and then just keeps it going. They they wanted to prove that this could be on the same level as Batman the animated series, and for a lot of people, it didn't. I think it did. But that's a that's a hot take right there. Uh, how, how did y'all feel about this show? Uh, it's not about the show. It's that you think it competed with Conroy and Hamill. I mean, let's oh. go. Like Kevin, oh. Michael, like like, hey man, Kevin who Michael do you Rich- hear when you read Batman Bubbles when you read the Batman comics? Honestly, this is gonna be pretty daring on the table. 
I hear the Batman Bruce like Bruce Wayne, but I hear Mark Hamill Joker. That's what's crazy about it. I don't even know you. Bro, like on some real <laughs> shit. Like, as much as I love Kevin Michael Richardson, like he's only for that show. But like Reno Romano is just perfect as the bat like the Batman for that show. And then you find out later he also voiced Spider-Man, so which is even kind of crazier. But like it's just because he has that youngness to him, because he like he sounds like a 30-year-old bachelor as the Batman. Like now, granted, when Conroy got started, he did. But then, like, then, like 2000 yeah. hits, and then, like, he just sounds perpetually like mature 50 Batman for the rest of it, like, for the rest of even to now. Even as, when he's older, he sounds like 50 Batman. So, like, that's why I think Reno Romano sticks more with me as Batman than, or, or actually, no, Reno Romano and then Diedrich Bader, who we'll talk about next, are the two that I hear when I, when I read a Batman comic. I can concede to Diedrich Bader because his Batman voicing was just phenomenal. <laughs> it's like trying to be Kevin Conroy, but also being campy as fuck like he's Adam West, and I love it. But we'll get to that yes. in a second. But what were your thoughts about 2003 of Batman, Travis? Um, Honestly, I didn't watch that one very much. By that point, <gasps> I had committed to... Yeah, by that point, I had committed to anime. Honestly, oh, I committed yeah. to anime oh. real hard at that point in my life. And I was oh. uh, walking the dragon, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm done with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mary, uh, please tell me you watched the show and I wasn't alone. No. Ah! I'm kind of in the Travis boat, too. I was kind of in my anime head like headspace right here. So uh, Y'all hurt me. Okay, well... I was binging uh, recorded VHS like Sailor Moon episodes. So. <laughs> evil bad moon. Moon oh. prism power. Oh my god, yes. But uh, like, also Tuxedo Mass is epic as fuck, and no one can tell me otherwise. Um. Anyway, I like honestly likes like how we talked about in the first part. Legion of Superheroes is on DC Universe. The Batman is on DC Universe. It's amazing. What, what's even funnier is you have Reno Romano voicing um. Batman, but then later, I believe um, Tim Daly came back to voice Super- actually, it was George Newbern, because he was just on Justice League Unlimited. He came in and voiced Superman. So it's it's very jarring to hear Reno, Reno Romano and George Newbern together, when you're so used to him being on Justice League with, with Kevin Conroy as uh, Tim Daly's replacement. <laughs> but then, like, the, the show keeps going on with so many great voice actors. Like, Clancy Brown voices Mr. Freeze. Like, that's how epic this show was. <laughs> And, like, the whole show ends with this really very uh, Frank Miller, uh, the Dark Knight Returns episode, where it's, like, the very dark future. And these, like, these Asians go into the Batcave to look for a way to stop Mr. Freeze, because Mr. Freeze is trying to take over the world in, like, the almost Batman beyond future. And, like, they find recordings of... Batman's last fight with Mr. Freeze before he hung up the cowl, and it's when Batman's in like his fifties. He's like old and decrepit, and like like almost like almost like sixties, because like he's super buff, like Frank Miller Batman, and like he's running in the tank, like he's putting in that work. And then Nightwing's in the episode, Oracle's in the episode, which is amazing. Like, and they all square up with Mr. Freeze for one last like 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 fight. And the whole point of the episode is the mission is never over. Which kind of continues a thing that is echoed in the finale of Brave and the Bold, which we'll talk about, which is the continuation of the Batman legacy in some way, shape, or form. So I like what the show did. I definitely say people should go check it out. And that's enough of me gushing. Okay, so <laughs> something that everyone can talk about, which is Batman the Brave and the Bold. Let's all rip on the Silver Age. Pretty much. Like, it was, let's be campy as fuck with the Silver Age and have a great time. Yeah, While rip. also being the comeback of Aquaman, because, man, he was ripping oh, and roasting everyone. Bro, like, like you basically take, like, you, you take, um, what, what's dude's name? Um, Bender from um, Joe DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. You take John DiMaggio and you put him in this setting as Aquaman, and he just he hams it up. He just makes it everything, and 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 like some people still deem it meme worthy, but I still love it. 
because he takes it from oh you're useless Aquaman to know even when even in the pitch blackness of of the Gotham City I will still punch those those do uh, like do wrongdoers at any turn and I'm like I love it so much like just yes <laughs> but then like the weird thing that was Will Friedel voicing a Spanish child as Jaime Reyes was very jarring for a lot of people but I I thought it was hilarious. Um, like Diedrich Bader, like I said earlier, as as Batman is just perfect to the point that they brought him back for the new Harley Quinn show, which we'll get to. Like, it works on so many levels. It's yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to keep we, we keep running my mouth. Uh, Mary, what was your thoughts on Brave and the Bold? Oh my God, Brave and the Bold! Ugh, it was magical. <laughs> because um the whole show was designed basically to just rip up the silver age which was you know the the very um just cartoonish era of comic books thanks to the comic code comic code authority and mm-hmm. so that that's when we really started to see a lot of the outlandish things reach comic books and it takes all of those and pokes fun at them and so it's irreverent humor it's satirical it's nuance it's amazing because in the last episode travis and i talked about it the uh where the birds of prey come in because it all all started with the first musical episode where the music meister voiced by neil patrick harris makes everyone sing (laughs) oh god black manta just busting out in song like that was worth everything (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, like, part two of the Music Meister saga is, like, the birds of prey singing and challenging all the men. It is a very uh, sexually explicit song. <laughs> oh, yeah. What they say about the Flash always stuck with me. We're like, he's cute, but he's just he just goes too fast. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. That's crazy. Oh. It's, it's perfect. You're right, but, like, damn. <laughs> I mean, even um, there's an episode where um, Batman and Steve Trevor get captured by Baroness von Gunther, and oh. Wonder Woman flies in to save them, but there, there's a rendition of the Linda Carter opening theme while she's flying in to save them. And, like, it, it, it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, if, and the, I think the funny thing for me is, is that, the people who have their heads so far up their butts about these characters absolutely hate Batman Brave and the Bold because it's quote unquote making a mockery. Oh my god. But I mean, it, it was a mockery. But at the same time, like it's not anything that hadn't been done before, you know. I'm talking like, you know, the bat god worshippers. Mm. That uh, that hated it because it you know feminized Batman somehow. But how could they be mad? They got their episode. They got mm-hmm. their episode in Brave and the Bold. They even said it out loud. Like we really miss like really edgy Batman, and the Joe Chill episode reminded us of that. So we're gonna make this as campy and as stupid as possible for the last two episodes. Yep. That was like mm-hmm. a whole thing. People and like it, it, it had its cool like dark episodes, like when Batman becomes a Green Lantern or like the Owlman episode. You saw some like dark and gritty episodes, but at the same time, it was them trying to take this I- iconography and make something fun out of it. But people didn't yeah. understand that. It's annoying. <laughs> Um, what was it like? There, there was the whole episode where Aquaman takes his his family on vacation, but like desperately wants to be like still do superhero work. Like it's so funny as as you read it, like like, like as you watch it. I said read as you watch it, and like he's trying so hard to keep it from Mara and Arthur Jr. that he's being a superhero, but then he keeps going. Um, then, then there was the one episode where um. Like they're having the, the the Teen Titans reunion with the with the Justice League, and Green Arrow's like, "Me and Speedy were always the best of of, of partners." And they flash over to when uh, Speedy's young, and they're in a tree, and it's like, "Speedy, retrieve my bow from the Lake of Crocodiles," and it's like, "Bro." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just glares at, at Oliver, like, "Really, bro? Really? <laughs> That's what you did?" <laughs> So th- th- there's a lot to love about the show. I still watch it occasionally. Like that theme song is catchy as hell, and no one can tell me otherwise. Um, but does anyone have any other thoughts on Brave and the Bold? It's still wonderful, and it's still magical. 
Yes. Travis. That's uh I I fell in love with Diedrich Bader and his level of camp. <laughs> it's it's just too good to to pass up, honestly. And what's what's even crazy, like I told about about like the the legacy of Batman continuing. The whole last episode is just ambush bug trying to save the show from cancellation, and like yeah. like they even like like have references to like the really dumb toys that Batman occasionally gets. Like he turns to ski luge Batman with like an orange jumpsuit and right like having a luge. Like it's yeah. so stupid. But I love, it. and then like they even reference, "Hey, we're, we're Batman's not gone forever. Beware, the Batman is coming up next." And then it was canceled. <laughs> Beware, the Batman was one season, I believe. It was short. It was trying to be like, like, like this, this like return to edge for a lot of people, and it was really. Really lame. <laughs> it was really forgettable. Like yes. I don't remember much about it besides the weird animation. Like it was trying to do some weird 3D claymation kind of thing, and it just it didn't, bro. <laughs> Travis, did you did you miss this one? I definitely did. Okay, like <laughs> basically they tried to make um like Alfred a heart like 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 a buff dude, and they tried to make Katana his like 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 secondary Alfred, but also his partner, and like they fought like no vil- like like no random villains like um, Professor Pig, who was still low grade at the time, and you had and, and you had like Anarchy, but it was like Moon Knight looking Anarchy from like the seventies, like <laughs> like it was it was it was stretching the, the line a little too hard. And it just, it wasn't a good show whatsoever. And it, it, it got canceled real freaking quick. I mean, I think at one point, like, uh, Tobias Whale is one of the villains, like... Yup. Yep. <laughs> he actually was. Oh, like, God. I think, I think Mr. Toad was in it, too. Yep, because he rode around with Professor Pig. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't for... Um, oh, my God. Uh, Humpty Dumpty. He was in it, too. Yep. Oh, that's. Next, we got a condiment king. Bro, I wish. (laughs) Like, so, so, but basically, what we're saying is you should watch Be Where the Batman and feel all the cringe. Because. Hearing you guys describe it. Well, because (laughs) it it ran on Toonami, and that should tell you everything you need to know. Like, like it was in the was, back end of like, at, like, like the first, the first few episodes were in prime time, but then like the back end of the season was pushed to like two a.m. Wasn't this the show that had the uh, the weird like feudal era Chinese Batman? It was all animated out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. I clip. thought that was like a random episode of Brave and the Bold. They had that feudal Japan Batman. Might be wrong. Um, but no. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> I'll, I'll find the video, but I I, okay. I haven't seen this, and I I'm scared to, but I'm gonna watch it because I do like to watch terrible things. What's crazy is it's not on DC Universe. I just checked. What? Okay. Uh, so I guess I gotta find a bootleg. I mean, I mean, never watch it, man, because I I gotta buy it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta support the thing. Like, like there might be a couple episodes on YouTube. You never know. But um, but no. Nah, so definitely, like, if you want to laugh, go watch it. But like, it's definitely not needed. It was short, and it died as it lived badly. All right. So <laughs> then, there was the greatness that was the Green Lantern animated series. Um, and by greatness, I mean it kind of died real freaking quick. <laughs> like. I, 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 at times I thought it had potential, but then it just, it was, it was trying to ride off the back of the Ryan Reynolds movie. And that's what killed the budget real quick because the toy sales were the only thing keeping it alive. It had animation similar to Beware the Batman, but it was more refined and like it looked good because it was in space. Like uh, Kevin Michael Richardson voiced uh, Kilowog. They they tried like introducing the Red Lanterns into the mythology and the Star Sapphires for a lot of the, like the mainstream audiences. Like it, it definitely had its moments, but like, eh, 
I wasn't the biggest fan. I was watching Young Justice at the time. Um, do you? Why do I feel like what I sent you was better? Like Batman of Shanghai, Batman of Shanghai is friggin' phenomenal. Wasn't Batman of Shanghai? Yeah, wasn't that like on the, on the back of like a movie or something like that? I, I think so, but I mean, the just like, I'm sorry, I love like a Chinese animation, so it's it's lovely. Yeah, it was. It was one. Of, it was one of the short films that was included as one of the like the, the season finales of uh, uh Brave and the Bold. That, oh, yeah. okay, that's where it's from then. Yeah, I think so. Because mm-hmm, it's um. Uh, it's uh, set in shit. I forget what time period in China it's set in, but it's in. Oh no! It wasn't even Brave and the Bold. It was just a random DC short. It's nineteen thirty. Because that's when they had like DC kids, and they were trying to have like different kinds of shorts and stuff like that. Like they randomly had the one where it was like, um, random Chinese baby is all has gets Superman powers, and like his babysitter has to protect him, like. That okay, was it was um, Batman of Shanghai takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. It was really edgy and I loved it, but like, Wait, like one looks... it's a it's a short film. So there was that. Um, but did, did either of you watch Green Lantern the animated series? Because like I I I I, I it was alright. Right. I tried, <laughs> but I don't like the weird computer generated animation style. Like, especially around, you know, that time. Like, I feel like computer-generated shows is not Cartoon Network did really well. But, okay. I mean... Unfortunately, I think Hal Jordan runs into a very specific problem that the rest of the Green Lanterns are more interesting than he is. Preach! So, it just... The rest of the Green Lantern Corps were pretty much just ancillary characters to Hal Jordan, and Ooh. I'm not even a Kyle Rayner fan, but I would have preferred it to be about Kyle Rayner. That's great. I appreciate you because <laughs> I'm I need Hal Jordan to go away. But that's just me. Um, Travis. Did you watch this show? No, I didn't. I have seen it on uh, the DC universe, but I never watched it when I was younger. I mean, like, um, it, it has, like, it has two seasons. Actually, it's one season with 26 episodes. So, like, it, it's definitely worth a look if you're bored. Yeah, I'll probably give it a shot once I finish uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, and that third one. I don't know why I'm forgetting what that one is. Um, it's the new one. I forget what it is. I, I'm currently watching Rebels, and I freaking love it. Like, because I never saw it, because, like, I, I didn't have cable when it was on, and it's it's really good. Um... But no, so I, like I know the one YouTuber Jeremy Johns has like a like rating scale. I like it's definitely a good time, no alcohol required, as he would say. But like it's it's not something you need to like desperately watch right this second, if that makes sense. Like for okay. for, for Green Lantern. Now it's time for the creme de la creme of DC animated shows next to. Batman and just that is. And what do I mean? What do I mean, good people of America? I mean Young Justice. Young Justice. Hey, 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 are you hating Barry? Are you hating? Are are you feeling the aster over there? Because like that's what I think is going on over there. (laughs) I am not a fan. What? What? Ooh, Tell him, tell him what it is, tell him why. <laughs> How dare you? Explain yourself. <laughs> I've just I've never been a Young Justice fan. Why? Is well, it McGann? Like, is it McGann? Well, I'm in the cartoon, she was really insufferable. Everyone hates McGann, and I'm like, I I, I just I, I choose to ignore it because like it's funny and kooky and I love sitcoms. So like I put up with it. Well, like I was never a fan of the cartoon. I was never a fan of the comic. Like, oh. Young Justice is just not a property that I have ever actually been a fan of. Because, you know, growing up, I loved the Teen Titans. And when Young Justice launched, Runaways launched at about the same time. So I was super into the deconstruction thing. And I just, I what? tried. And I love Jeff Johns. Your years are off, darling. <laughs> Didn't the comic? I thought the comic came out in 2003. No, the original Young Justice comic was the 90s, and Jeff Johns' comics, uh, Teen Titans, started in 2003. 
because graduation day was like it like happened in like 2001 or 2002 because because Donna Troy died and then because Young Justice originally ran in like to the tail end of the 90s. Well, that should show you how much I just don't care. <laughs> like, like I, I didn't mean to school you. I apologize. Like, like for for once, I do something you didn't. Holy shit! Oh, like, please, James, please. I can school you on anything. Exactly, else. that's what I'm saying. Like, I can what, school you what, on anything else. For once, I win. But like, like I'm 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 taking my one my one W and go home. But like, <laughs> but like, uh, Mary, like you can have you so can have this W for free. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> But like, really it, like assassinated. I know, right? But like, 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 like besides McGann, what's wrong with the show at the very least? Like, I understand the comic; it ain't your thing. But okay, like, what, I don't like McGann. the animation. I don't like the vocal performances. I don't like the plot structure. I don't like the villain. Like, it's it, it is just this whole overarching thing of you know, just do not want. Oh, she got it. She got it. Okay, let me try to let, let me try to redeem, let me let me try to like fire back here. Okay, so. Voice performances. You have some of the best voice casting ever to be had. Okay, except for Nolan North. We, like, like Nolan North's just kind of there. But like the first two seasons had some of the best vocal performances possible. Jesse McCartney as Robin slash Nightwing was like so out of left field, and like part of my Kingdom Hearts heart tears Roxas every time slash Ventus. But then I'm like, you know, I I kind of I kind of like you as Nightwing and Robin. Like you you put your own little flair on it. Like he's that cocky little bastard. Where like in the first episode, um, the doc like the, the scientist gets mad. He's like, he hacked the motion sensor. He's like, I hacked the motion sensors. <laughs> like he's a little bastard, and you love him for it. And then like in, in season two, he grows up and has to become the leader that he didn't want to be originally. And it's so cool. And like and then Kari Payton takes off like the goofiness that was Cyborg and Teen Titans at times and is just this hard, grizzled, but all like, o- like almost always serious, but sometimes carefree Calder, which is insane because Calder was only like being created for the show, but then he was tied into the comics because of Brightest Day right at the last minute. It's so cool that, that was able to, to happen. So you see him be elevated by the show into popularity by so many people. And now people want him to be an Aquaman too, instead of Garth, which is hilarious. And like, like, like um, Wally, not everyone likes how Wally's done because they kind of like, feel like he's kind of a womanizing douchebag, which, okay, fair. But like, at the same time, his performance was well done. I like what he, they do with him. Like, just the show is so good. Um, Mary, I, I need you to try this again. Like, nope. uh, bro, you, you get Bruce Greenwood as Batman. Like, he's my third. He's my he's my third favorite, fourth favorite. Because like, but I mean, like, it absolutely butchered Tigress, and that is something I am still irritated about. Okay, fair. But like, yeah, I can't argue with that because like, I didn't even know who Tiger, Tigress was till the show. I'm not even going for it. Dude, Infinity Incorporated, James. Okay, uh, like, boo. Fair, uh, fair, but like, I like it took me till reading Jeff Johns JSA to know who Infinity Incorporated was. So like, like throw boo. me. A, yes, I will take that boo. But like, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. No, you good. I will take the boo. But like, uh, like and plus, Vandal Savage controlling everything and being this badass when like. The, the, like Vandal Savage was, was then ruined on Arrow, but we, we won't talk about that. But like, <laughs> it, 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 like Vandal Savage is just the big dick in the room, and I love him for it in Young Justice. Like season three, he was kind of lacking in the awesome department, but like one and two, where he's constantly pulling the strings, like it's so good, Mary. I don't know, I don't know how, what 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 you thinking, but like, oh, oh, I need you, I need you to try. <laughs> nope. Ugh. <laughs> help, me. help me. I can't. I Why? can't. The Young Justice wasn't that good. Yeah. Bro! <laughs> you hurt me. <laughs> oh, I'm in pain. I'm in Honestly, pain. like, I. Okay, here's what I liked Young Justice for. I liked it because it felt like they combined Titans and Justice League into one thing. But yes. I I got real sick and tired of and I know I know I'm uh, definitely probably dating myself when I watched this show, but I wasn't into 
uh, I don't know. I like Titans teeny bop stuff, not Young Justice teeny bop stuff. Does that make sense? The weird, like, adolescent drama that they go through on the side really turned me off to the show, but that was at a time okay. that I had watched it. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's, that's a logical complaint. Um, see, that's fair. I, I'll give Travis that one. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit on, I'm gonna sit on my heel, hill with my flag that says YJ is better than TT. <laughs> I will sit on my hill. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Diana has a forehead. Oh. <laughs> Not just a giant headband. <laughs> Like, like, she has a forehead and eyebrows. Like, not... Nah, dude, it's a helmet. Listen. (laughs) Like, but the thing is, though, I really, I still respect the voice actor in that show. Like, she actually puts that, like, that power in her voice, though. I really enjoyed her as Wonder Woman. I don't even know, like, what her damn name is. I I gotta look it up. Because it was so well done. So, like, props, even though you hate me. Damn, that really is a big ass forehead. <laughs> like, okay, fair, but like, damn. <laughs> and the woman you're thinking of is Maggie Q. Thank you. Like, her voice was great in that show. So, like, yeah, deal with it. Okay. Uh, and and like, yes, I, I I have given my criticisms online about like season three basically taking all the recycled animations from the, the new 52 movies because originally the new 52 movies took all the recycled animation from young justice but like i still enjoy season three despite the, the, the few problems i have i i will still say one and two are the best seasons like specifically one but also two is the second best because it really does amp it up but i, I mean, still just, the, the awkward de-aging of zatanna is awkward <laughs> okay, but like the idea of having Zatara a part of the Justice League was cool, though. But like, was and it? Then, yeah, and then like they they told me like when they did the time skip, and like Dick was the same age as Zatanna, they like put Zatanna on the Justice League, which was cool. Sure, Jan. Don't you dare sure Jan me! How dare you steal my joke? Oh, I'm so offended. Okay, um, we go move on. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm, 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 I'm hurt. Okay. Uh, but okay. So from there. Actually, actually, oh. there is one thing I want to say about Young Justice. Ooh, ooh, okay. okay. That I feel like sums up all of my feelings. Oh, no. Are you ready, James? I don't know. Okay, go for it. Runaway season three premieres December 13th. God damn it! I can throw some salt back at your wound, but I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Um, oh, it, oh! If you think you can, Ooh. at least I get a season four. Oh. You know what, James? At least I get a proper ending, and I don't have to wait six years for it. Okay, but like uh. fair. But also, at least I get my proper ending. So like, like, like we, we got our retirement. You, you want one more, James? Sure, go for it. Let's go. I'm liking this. This is fun. At least I have a good uh, ongoing book. Fair. And you I don't got correct. no ducks. You ain't got no whack, ducks. Whack, whack, James. <laughs> Let's get dangerous. I hate both of you. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I love this. No. I love this. That, that was great. That was great. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, <laughs> so as Young Justice was canceled after season two because of toy sales, apparently, which was dumb. Which, which I, I think wasn't even toy sales. It was the fact they shoved it at a seven at a seven a.m. time slot, which no kid would be awake to watch. Ew. We, 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 yeah. They, they, they went from season one being at nine a.m. to season two not only having multiple uh, hiatuses. But them shoving it at seven a.m. Oh, that—that's just. And they wonder why it got canceled. Jesus. Yeah, they shut. They they sent it there to die. Um, but then you saw in see like when Young Justice ended, immediately what show kicked up was Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I will defend this show. No, no, no. Let's, yes. let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. 
because originally I was butthurt, and I will I will give it the, the utmost of apologies, Team Titans go, that I was butthurt because literally Young Justice has a season finale the next day, like the next week, Team Titans go premieres, and I was pissed. Like you took my show away from me, not only for Teen Titans, but a a lesser version of it. That's what I saw in my head when I was in high school. I was hurt. I was I was hurt by this. You took my pride and joy from me, and brought and brought a lesser version of what I thought was my other pride and joy. And at first, it was kind of rough to let found its parody footing. Teen Titans Go has now what is it, almost ten years now that show has been out. I feel like yeah. it's pushing something. It it, uh, it popped out when I was in college, so I want to say about 2013. I'm gonna put me close because like like it, it's been going so long that it's now had two movies. Yeah, one in theaters it was, was 2013. The, that's crazy. It's on five seasons now, which the season leg has to be freaking huge. <clears throat> it is. It brought back the entire original five cast of the Teen Titans with some random guest stars here and there reprising their roles like Tara and Aqualad being voiced by Will Wheaton, which is still weird, and like occasional different things like that. Like, and the thing was about this show specifically, yeah, it had and its ties to the original show, but in reality, it was like, we're just going to rewrite stuff. Like, hey, Tara's here and she's cool, but like, she could also be evil sometimes. And also, Rose Wilson is here too, which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> And I think the big thing is, is that it's legitimately for children. Yes. And I like Teen Titans Go to the Movies is one of the funniest goddamn movie experiences I have ever had. Yes, bro. Because like, you could say it's for kids, but honestly, those jabs that Teen Titans Go never waste the opportunity to get at neckbeards is mm-hmm. why it's it's more than just a kids show. Agreed. It's like, oh, Slade. It's so cool to say it that way. Slade. Now, I do think with Go to the Movies, they missed a golden opportunity to bring back uh, freaking Ron Perlman to reprise his role for that joke. That would have been hilarious. Now, now, granted, I enjoy Will Arnett as Slade, but like having Ron Perlman back would have been hilarious. I will say that. Just my- that jab at the challengers of the unknown is just yes. the, the greatest thing DC has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> like they do not care and it's hilarious and i gotta give them credit for you know just being so self-aware to get stanley to do a damn cameo in the movie and now like, <laughs> which which sucks because that was like his like rough one where it was just him on a cell phone and mm-hmm. like they, they had to throw that bitch into the audio like like record like, like editor so badly but they still made it count He's like, this ain't even my company, but I'm still doing a cameo. Like, that's freaking hilarious. And, like, so, I like, hell, having Nicolas Cage come back in that movie and voice Superman, which it was hysterical. Like, oh, God. That, uh, Halsey that was Wonder Woman. Halsey was Wonder Woman. They had, um, what was, I, 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 they had ASAP Rocky voice John Stewart. <laughs> uh, Kristen Bell, I forget. She was Rose Wilson. That's hilarious, bro. It makes sense for the character. But I mean, it's just so funny that it is a self-aware parody of what was essentially a parody. Like, mm-hmm. right? Why? Well, Remember, they had a whole. Oh, go ahead. They took the parody to the next level. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, I remember the episode they had where they specifically. Like they used all the old Teen Titans anime animations, and the, but it was all the new voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Why does everyone look so serious and weird? Like, <laughs> and the thing was, like, I still feel like kind of hurt by Teen Titans versus Teen Titans, or what the fuck it was, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, or what the fuck it was called. Where like Teen Titans Go, the movies hints at that big return of the OG Titans, and then it was just, oh, we're gonna have like a multiverse crossover with all the different Teen Titans that would that have been in the show. I'm like. You missed a golden opportunity to not only re- reunite the original two, uh, like the original versions with the new campy parody versions, and then finally give us the season six everyone wanted. Like but that. See, that's the hurt. thing, James. They were just trolling. 
Which the pisses me off time. because like like I, I know the neck beers get, get trolled on which is a good thing, but like even Tara Strong and like Greg Sipes and all and Scott Melvin and stuff like that were all saying, Hey, you guys support this, we get a season six. I'm like, you're full of shit. Like just say you, you're not going to do it and make the parody. Like, I, I would have more respect for you if you just admitted you weren't going to do a season six. Like, does that make sense? No, yeah. I feel you. Because, like, I, I it, it took me a few years. I definitely got over my, like, frustration of Young Justice being replaced by this show. Because there was a the couple episodes that I saw, like, the Robin has his driving test episode. And like, dude's just getting crunk in the front seat while the while the the driving instructor robs the bank and stuff like that. Like, or like the episode where uh, Beast Boy and Cyborg are just like, when I say I want you say pie like that, like that shit had me dead. So I, I definitely evolved when it came to like, hey, it's a good show, but like, it's just not for me. And like, I'll enjoy it occasionally when it's on, but like, it's just not for me. So yeah. Any more closer? Any more thoughts on Teen Titans Go, y'all? No, I think that about covers it. I, I I loved the satire. That's the best way I could put it. I loved that it satirized itself and everything it was it was entrenched in. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now the next one that sort of like tried to be the return to form for a lot of people, but like had the worst schedule on the face of the earth was Justice League Action. Um, it was trying to have sort of that new school of animation style to it, but also be like this generation's Just League Unlimited with like the occasional team ups with different superheroes and stuff like that. Like it, it definitely had its charm. Like you had Kevin Conroy back as Superman. Well, oh, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm really tired. It's like what is it, midnight? You had Kevin Conroy back as Batman. You had like I think they, was he the only one that? Oh, you had uh, Kari Payton back as Cyborg. They tried to do a lot of cool things with that show. There was a whole Justice League Dark Halloween episode, and it had its flair to it, but like it had the worst scheduling ever, and, I, and I, it, it got canned so fast because it was never on TV. <laughs> Did either of you watch Justice League action at all? Uh, I, I tried. Seen... Go, Go ahead. ahead. Well, I like I said, I I had tried, but it, I just couldn't get into it because it didn't provide that same rush. That's fair. Mary, I liked the episode where Mark Hamill and Mark Hamill kidnapped Mark Hamill, only to be saved by Mark Hamill. <laughs> There's an episode where Mark Hamill, the person, is captured by uh, the trickster and Joker, only to be saved by Swamp Thing, who was also voiced by Mark Hamill, and he voices all of the characters in the episode. Which is so weird because Mark Hamill voicing Swamp Thing was just really weird. All I remember is that Mark Hamill tweeted saying it's the only time he slept with the entire cast. <laughs> oh my god. That's great, and I love it. Okay, so I, I definitely say if you can find Justice League Action Online or like if you can find the DVDs because it wasn't released to case. It's on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So definitely, I, I, say, I say it's definitely worth a look because it had its charm. It had a few good episodes. I still say like the Halloween Justice League Dark episodes are really good. Like the fire, like because they tried to make Firestorm the new kid of the group with like him teaming up with the league and stuff like that. That was kind of fun. So I definitely say give it a look, Um, and we're we're rounding out the list and whatnot here. And we have, um, like we have DC superhero girls, which which has gone through two different iterations. The first one had the really catchy theme song, "The Get Your Cape," and like it was DC's big initiative to try to get like younger girls into the DC line. Like it works for mine. It 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 was an overwhelming success. I have so much to say about this. Well, I'll let you take the stage there. Like, grab the mic. Do you think? Well, um, DC Superhero Girls started out as kind of like a, an online-only initiative. They would put these, you know, one or two-minute um, little bits up on YouTube that would then compile into a larger story kind of a thing. <clears throat> and it was designed to get younger girls into um, the DC Universe kind of a thing. So, you know... Um, you had this core group of characters 
which were do 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 give me a second it's a uh, batgirl supergirl Girl. wonder woman it's batgirl supergirl wonder woman harley quinn and poison ivy and katana and bumblebee uh they were the and those they were the main merchandising leaders kind of a thing and you know yeah. you had the um cartoons on youtube you had um full uh movies that they did you have had multiple um graphic novels i think we can really credit dc superhero girls being the first foot in the door that dc had into the young adult market yep and my daughter's bed is literally a dc superhero girls bed like it's got the the big three on the headboard and everything she loves it Mm -hmm. and the big thing is is and i think where um dc superhero girls was a massive success was and to in 2016 um uh, uh <clears throat> sorry i just kind of choked on my own throat there but um they uh, diane nelson who was president of the dc um president of dc at the time basically said dc superhero girls through you know merchandising and movies and whatnot could be our billion dollar property and it nearly was I mean, this netted so much money. It was a worldwide phenomenon. Like, and even I found myself completely charmed by it because the whole thing of the cartoon is that they're at superhero high and Amanda Waller is principal and you've got all of these different... <laughs> you've got all these different... You've got all these different characters like uh, Barry Allen and Hot Girl are in the science club and you had a lot of returning voice actors. All of the Teen Titans voice actors came yep. back. And it was it was just this adorable thing. Like Steve Trevor worked at this movie shop, which is so weird. I, I still don't understand why they relaunched it with such a, a, a jarringly different animation. <sighs> I, I have a lot Super of Buff issues. Supergirl. Yeah, and like they cut. I, I do Har enjoy Superbuffs from the Super team. Buffs. Like it was very weird. And I think it was definitely bizarre to kind of revert Harley and Ivy back to an antagonistic status. And I think that's kind of ultimately what did the property in. Because if you notice that you don't really hear about it anymore. I mean, Shay Fontana is still putting out the books. And the yeah. books still sell really well in the young adult market. But, oh god, what's her name? Lauren Faust, I think. Is she... I need to verify if she is the one that adapted it for Cartoon Network. But, um... She was one of the uh, original developers for the new My Little Pony reboot, and we've all seen oh. how that's gone. I have no idea. I'm not a brony. That's the problem. That That is a topic for not a podcast. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. But, like, but, it just it blows my mind because, like, the original run with the, the superhero high and stuff like that, they had full Lego sets and Lego movies based mm -hmm. around that version on top of the movies they already had like it, why would you doom your own like like product like that parasite the janitor did it oh god <laughs> i mean and i think it's because they you know i feel like it could be one of the many 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 side effects that came as a result of diane nelson leaving dc maybe that you know she safeguarded like <laughs> the funny thing is is that we didn't know how much she was doing for us until she left and that she safeguarded so much like she was at the head of rebirth she's the one that yanked to dio and leah back and that's why rebirth was so good i mean she fought warner brothers executives to get a wonder woman movie like wow i will sing the gospels of this woman i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you could um and like hell this is this 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 is the show that sparked the the, the the great legal battle that was dc v hasbro where the bumblebee movie was coming out but hasbro wanted to get mad at dc for having the, the dc superhero girls toys with bumblebee because they because they can't tell the difference between a black teenager and a robot which is hilarious and on top of the Makes fact sense. that D DC won the lawsuit because uh, Bumblebee was created in a Teen Titans comic book before Four. Bumblebee was brought to the States. So it was great that that came through. Uh, from what I understand, the judge pretty much just looked at it and went, no, go away. <laughs> like, on top of the fact this is stupid, like, she came before you, so, like, you lose on, on double the merit. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> 
So, yes. And I was right, it was Lauren Faust. Okay, cool. So, like, like I, I, I really wish they'd go back to the original version of the show, but, like, it's still so kind of charming for what it is. Oh, no, it, it is, and um, the reboot, if you, if you even really want to call it that, um, it added Zatanna and, I think, most importantly, Jessica Cruz. So, you know, yes. this is we're seeing a yeah. huge push with Jessica Cruz with, uh, um, oh my god, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, and this, and um, even the fact that um, Diana, or Wonder Woman, is seemingly a woman of color. Mm-hmm. That was a big and, move, too. Uh, uh, the, the biggest thing is that they gave her a Gal Gadot-like accent. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I, I also heavily enjoyed like how they would take some nods to the comics, but they would completely trivialize a lot of different elements. Like, uh, for example, I'm trying to remember some examples, but every time you saw like Hal or the Flash, it was always some tropey. I don't know. They always made them look ridiculous to kind of put more mm-hmm. spotlight onto the hero girls. Mm-hmm. Like, like Beast Boy let 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 the animals out of the zoo and the girls have to help him, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Uh, I will. I will say, like the new version gets props because they made Catwoman Eartha Kit like uh, per, per, like like girl, yep. which is amazing. Yep. So like props to the new version as well for that. Um, it's not bad. It's not a move I would have made, but it's it's not bad. Yeah. Both of them are good, but I think the previous one was monetarily probably more successful and had the better theme song. Well, yeah, of course it had the better theme song. That thing, that thing's catchy as shit. It, that thing slaps. All right, so now we have reached the the end of the modern age, and we are here to give our first impressions on what brought this to the table, which is the oh new God. Harley Quinn TV show. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. So, so this is definitely like, so this definitely is not a a show for children. Let, let, oh let's, fuck no! Let's get this out the way now. This is definitely. Like the minute the show starts, like f bombs are flying, and we are getting to the nitty gritty because she's breaking legs and everything. Like my 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 first. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Oh, my my first impression of it because I had never even heard of it, and then you're like, "Go watch Harley Quinn." So I watch it, and in the first line, the dude's like, "We the Whites are doing what we do best." I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He goes, fucking the paw. I was like, holy shit. Okay, yeah, I can't watch this with Cece. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was insanity. And then Harley Quinn just hops down, starts cussing them all, like, give me all your money. And then, like, dude's like, hey, we don't care about Joker's girlfriend. And he just, like, she just breaks his kneecap. And he's, like, lying on the floor, like, howling in pain. And she's like, shut up. You're going to go on a shock in a minute. He's like, but I'm in so much pain. There it is. It was so great. As and sure then, as I am, is he fucks bats? Oh my god! Like, 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 she keeps making this joke about like him fucking bats, and it was so great. And like Diedrich Bader is back as Batman. You have randomly enough Haley Kuoko as like, 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 like as um like Harley, which is, is insanity. When they first brought that to the table, I didn't. Kaylee Kuoko. Kaylee Kuoko. I said you said Haley Kuoko. I'm tired. I would welcome. I would welcome lesbian Jesus if she wanted to voice anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We 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 call her lesbian Jesus. We already had her as Velma. Don't get don't get greedy. Um, wait. You you did see that right? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, She was uh, in Scooby Doo and she was on the Disney Channel for a while. Yeah. So okay. I apologize. I'm tired. But um, but, but no, like she like she definitely brings this new version of Harley that kind of like it it, it does it, she's not really doing an accent she's not going over the top she's not even throwing the really hardcore Brooklyn into it that like some people try to do with Harley like I she's almost like what I would say like when I hear Hayden Welch do uh, Harley she's like someone took Tara Strong and like this new Harley and put them together and made Hayden Welch. Like that's mm-hmm. what I get now because you hear her her doing it and it, it sounds genuine. It sounds like herself and it works. She, it, I love it to death. And then randomly enough, um, freaking hold on a second. Um, that horrible, hor- uh, horrible. Uh, Travis, what did you think of the episode so far? Um, 
I got to I got to watch the whole thing, and honestly, I found it to be wonderful. Um, I love. <laughs> I love, and I cannot say love enough, I fucking love how hard and how much of an effort they're putting into shitting on the Joker as a companion. Yes. 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 Oh my god. Yes. Thank you. All Thank prop, you. All props to, um, what's his freaking name? Um, what, what, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk as the Joker. Because, like, you, go, you almost hear the Mr. Nobody in his voice from Doom Patrol, but, like, he works as the Joker. And I love it to death. And, he, and he's like, he puts that forcefulness into it of like, yeah, you suck, lady. I don't care about you. Like, it's so Yeah. Cool. And see, and here's, I guess here's where my, my comic book fan elitism kind of taints it for me. Because I loved the, the role that Poison Ivy played in this whole, like, first episode. Yes. But I'm also worried on where this will lead us because it didn't end as well as it started with them two. Yeah. Ew. I mean... So, with this being cancer, I, ah, man. And this show is definitely cancer. The quips are fucking over the top. <laughs> I love how literally, like... Like 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 um uh, Ivy breaks open Harley's cell, where, like uh, has all the plants, and the guards are like, "How did you get a plant in here?" And and R Riddler just goes, "I ate an orange and I shit it out a seed." I'm like, "Bro, what is going on?" <laughs> like this like the show pulls no punches. Like I love Ivy's like sidekick plant who's like this jive talking Frank. Venus fly Frank is like a like, like perfect Venus flytrap jive talking it's great, great. I, I like how they kind of hint at the relationship that Ivy and Harley could have but I don't know if they're gonna pull the trigger on it and I'm kind of I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that for me I think the show works in a lot of ways is that because um if you're familiar with uh, Harley Quinn in her specific solo books at all, this is very clearly based off of the Amanda Connor Jimmy Palmiotti yes. uh, book that has been, or what, I know Sam Humphreys has taken over the book now, but it ran from the new 52 all the way through Rebirth kind of a thing. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, it, it's completely irreverent. And a lot of people tried comparing it to Deadpool, but they are night and day, quite frankly. There is fourth wall breakage, and um, Connor and Palmiotti even include a character named Red Tool. Which I was... really hope they bring him in, but I know they won't. Right, because, I mean, he was just a complete Deadpool parody. Everything Deadpool was, everything Deadpool is, Red Tool was. Mm -hmm. So I think it is definitely the essence and the structure and even the costuming, and um, from what I could uh, from the uh, the Comic Con trailer that I saw, there are a lot of specific elements from the Connor Palmiotti book that we are going to get in the cartoon. Uh, she has the roller derby team. There's uh, the old guy in the wheelchair. I forget what his name. Cyborgman. His name is Cyborgman. <laughs> so he's going to be coming in. So that's definitely where this is drawing from. But at the same time, we're getting the the kookiness if you will that margot robbie brought to harley quinn yes because i mean there's a there's a whole scene in the episode where she where her mallet her mallet gets blown up and then she picks up the baseball bat and she kind of has a moment with the baseball bat and then starts beating the shit out of everybody with it mm -hmm. uh lake bell as poison ivy is phenomenal yes. Th there's a certain daria like deadpan <laughs> to her that i adore Ooh, yes i agree mm -hmm. with that and I've always... Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I cut you off. I'm sorry. I was going to say, um, ever since seeing Thurman, ever since seeing Uma Thurman as uh, Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin, you know, I've always felt that there's, you know, kind of this overly sarcastic deadpan element to her and be able to see that brought to the cartoon by Lake Bell. And I, I am a fan of hers in general. So when I heard she was doing Ivy, I was over the moon. But at the same time, there also is that sense of compassion that was elevated by Amy Chu in Circle of Life and Death Yes, that we're kind of seeing here because um, I don't want to give so much of the episode away, but Ivy ends up setting something up to kind of show Harley how much of a piece of shit the Joker is. And she has a line to the effect of, um, I love you so much, I wasted my entire Saturday doing something that's fucking stupid. 
Yep. So. <laughs> also, like, like uh, all all the props in the world to um, Christopher Maloney, like, aka um, freaking detective. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. Um, uh, 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 detective Stabler as um like like uh, commissioner gordon because like commissioner gordon looks strung <laughs> out he looks <laughs> he looks dead. so bad like, he looks like the like neck beards like like, like like coffee in hand like just done with everything and like he's playing with the bat signal like on on off, on, off. on off i wasn't playing with it <laughs> like he I wasn't, wasn't playing, playing with it, with it. And then, like, like when when Harley makes a joke, he fucks bats. Like, he doesn't do that. Like, it was so great. I love it so much. <laughs> so, I have a lot of hope for this show. I'm definitely gonna tune in next week because, like, it was hysterical, and I'm kind of excited to see what they do with this show. Um, there, is there is there time for uh, me to touch on just one more thing? Sure, go for it. And it was kind of piggybacking of what off of what you and Travis were talking about. And a lot of initial reactions that I'm seeing from a lot of queer women is that they feel like there's a certain amount of erasure going on. Yep. I do not believe that. Because the unfortunate, I mean, you know, I could write a book about this, but uh, the unfortunate nature of, you know, queer representation in media is that it really needs to be explicitly stated. But if it's not explicitly stated, that doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah, right. There is a moment where you do pick up on the fact that Ivy might have and probably does have an attraction to her because she says something to the effect of, I love you in a confusing and hard to describe way while tucking her hair behind her ears, which is, you know, kind of the the universally accepted thing women do when, you know, they're in love with some, I don't know, it's some romantic comedy bullshit. But I don't think that's going to be there. And I think the claims of erasure are a little unwarranted for the first episode. I can't okay. say with confidence that that's a hundred percent where they're going to go with this, but there are a few moments in various trailers where I've kind of picked up on like picked up on things like, okay, this looks like it's a parallel from the comic, and you guys know me, I have an exacto knife and a magnifying glass, and I just dissect this shit. Yeah, right. That's the so. Truth. Would you say that you're cautiously optimistic about this? More or less, yeah. I think they'll play around with the relationship the same way that. Connor and Palmiotti did. Okay. That's fair. Also, like, props to, um, like, Jim Rash, a.k.a. Uh, Gyro Gearloose from DuckTales, who also voices the Riddler in this episode, because <laughs> he out here being a savage, tell, telling Ivy to go to Costco, and he's out here shitting out seeds, and I love him. Like, he was trying so hard to make his riddle something that wasn't acid, and Batman and Harley are just like, it's acid, it's dude, acid. just admit it's acid. <laughs> what so, eats you after you drink it? It's acid. It's acid. acid. And like he, he just tried to sell it so like like differently, but like it's acid. Just get over it. <laughs> and then like he just tried. Like he's like like looks at Ivy. Goes, I try. I told you just to get a Costco card. He's it was so. So yes, that though though that that's us like loving Harley. And we're we're cautiously optimistic for the future. So. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this part two of this episode. Don't forget that you can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. Don't forget that you can follow the website on Comics Ground on Twitter, Instagram at on Comics Ground. You can uh, like check out the website every weekday for new content like reviews, previews, solicitations, and more at uh, oncomicsground.com. Put some hyphens between those words for me. And you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, Jesus fuck, I'm tired. Um, you can listen to not SoundCloud and YouTube and Spotify. Okay, we are going to peace out. But before we do, Mary, what is your closing statement for episode 25? Honestly, I'm just, I'm excited for more Harley Quinn. I think there's, what, 13 episodes? It releases weekly and I'm just buckled up and I'm ready for this ridiculous ride. All right, all right. Uh, Travis, what is your uh, like closing statement for episode twenty-five? Uh, similar to Mary's, but I'm excited for the cancerous quips 
<laughs> Where'd the oh. partner go? I I I didn't need him. Well, did his parents come look for him? No, I doubt that. <laughs> Wanda that Sykes fun. is supposed to pop up at some point, and I'm so excited. Exciting. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm even more hyped for this now. <laughs> All right, and then my closing statement is, I'm excited for the future of the show. I'm excited for what 2020 has in store for us. Um, please get excited for um, December 16th, where we will be having our winter finale of Panel to Panel, and it's going to be very exciting. Very exciting. Oh, Lord. You know it's going to be exciting, so just just buckle up for it. All right. We will catch you folks next time right here on Panel 2 Panel. Peace out.